Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, Hairspray, the movie based on a musical based on a movie. But first, Jane, you had, first you had a teen um, incident. Yeah, it's not too exciting, but it did bring me back. I, I hearkened back. I just was in front of these two teens who... To be honest, not to like toot my own horn, but I sort of think they were like talking loudly because I was there and they like wanted me to hear. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I heard them talking about Jake, my dog, in a way that I was like, oh, they want me to hear. And then she was like, they were ta- they were clearly like yelling about God in like a cool teen <laughs> way. And I I was I I hated it so much that I like scurried into my apartment because I just couldn't bear to hear them talking. What do you about mean God. in a cool teen way? Like. If you want to believe that there's a man up there, just, I, I mean, like we've, I've had that conversation too, but yeah. Um, I had a, um, psycho teacher in fourth grade. It was like our history teacher who is a creationist. Oh no. <laughs> um, so she taught like, you know, modern world history so I guess it doesn't conflict. <laughs> but at one point, somebody said something. I guess they knew ahead of time that she was a creationist. And she was like, if you want to believe that we came from monkeys. And then she like shook her head. Oh, no. Uh, bad. I, he's I, the only creationist I've ever met. We So when I was in Hebrew school, like, I mean, we weren't specifically taught creationism but i do remember someone being like what about the fossils and one of our teachers was like maybe god put them there (laughs) um that's really cute and also that person thinks on their feet yeah exactly he's like i just want to get home yeah a good spontaneous you know like uh takes initiative um jane we also i also screenshotted some very important teen news teen tv news do you want to say what it is Elite, which I call Elite and refuse to not call Elite, is coming back on Friday. Yeah, I I was like, how can this be? They've just stopped filming, but it's not true at all. Like it was um the last season came out in 2020, right? Oh my gosh. It's the time, time war. Time it's just like time moves warp, very yeah. mysteriously. Um there's a new blonde person that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it seems a lot of the people who were in season four are back. Although you did have a comment about about the cast well i was it the season before they introduced some characters of color and this season they have not tried (laughs) to do that so it sort of felt like for one year they were attempting to diversify but they just gave that up (laughs) yeah it was actually more like ethnically diverse in the start of the series like in season Mm -hmm. one (laughs) they've just like bled out uh maybe that says something but we will be watching it (laughs) Of course. I can't believe it's coming out in April. I'm so excited. Um, very exciting month. This is a very special month. Why is that, Jane? Well, Isa, this month we are celebrating one special gal. Amanda Bynes! <laughs> Yay. Why did you not yell? You I were like pretty yell. quiet. 
Okay. Well, I because I just edited the previous episode, <laughs> so I heard what we sounded like. When would we you yelled. like to introduce our guest? I would. Julie Solomon lives in Brooklyn and is a huge fan of the pod. She makes candles out of secondhand items and sells them at sollysundries.com. Hello, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. We're so Very happy excited. to have you. Yeah. Um, You've been on the pod before. Thank you so much for coming back. And actually, you were also on the pod for another musical theater uh, oh, yes. episode. It's um, my niche, I guess. We like can't name what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because uh, you're a return guest, our question to you is, what type of teen did you want to be at the yeah. time? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about this. She's like, and I, know. I think, yeah, I have a, a little bit of an embarrassing story. I think I wanted to be a sportier teen. So I like, I played soccer in middle school and like younger. And when I got to high school, so I moved from Chicago to DC and it was like, I wasn't used to the heat and the, the fall was like the preseason. So we had some like August like soccer practices and the very first one they were like making us run and stuff and I threw up because I couldn't take it I was not sporty enough and uh never went back just did theater after that oh Julie (laughs) I would say you are a sporty you're not a teen but you are sporty you're very soccer I like to watch it yeah but we've also we've also I've seen you kick a ball around in Prospect Park sure you're sporty enough to be to be kicking a ball around in brooklyn yeah (laughs) um that's so rough i went on a um a study abroad trip in uh in college with a friend and she immediately like got dehydrated and like day one was just like squatting throwing up (laughs) i felt so bad she was she was also like this is gonna happen to me like just watch and it like happened (laughs) she was just like i i don't tolerate heat well wow um, I only threw up once in that context um, when I was playing tennis in the summer. And I like, I was like, I don't feel good. And then I kind of like, you know, when you like have to throw up, you're like dizzily like waddling and walking into the public <laughs> restroom. And then I threw tennis. up and waving my hands everywhere. <laughs> and then I threw up and I like really didn't, didn't, uh, didn't hit the target. Um, but I like couldn't do it. Like I. I just had to leave. And then I went and I played more tennis. Yeah, that's insane. And I felt so terrible. As you can guess, I felt terrible the rest of the day. I think uh, I was so embarrassed. I think I like immediately left. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably I was a new too. kid too. I didn't know anyone. It was like a first impression. It was awful. Yeah. This has never happened to me because I don't push myself in athletic activity. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very happy to say this has never happened to me. Um, I think like the most tired, the most close I've been to like being like, wow, I cannot like take another breath. Like I'm so exhausted is that one time I took this like 305 fitness like dance class and I they like turn off all the lights not this is not a promo for them I think they're fine but like their trademark is that they turn off all the lights and they like pump up the music they have like a DJ live and so they make it like you're in a club and then they in my opinion I think they intentionally do this the mirror gets steamy 
So they like try to make you feel like you're in a club. And I, the, the environment was just so um, like brainwashing to me that I just like, I think just like exerted myself more than I normally would. And in like 15 minutes was like close to fainting. Oh, <laughs> that was like the most, <laughs> I was like, what is happening? All I'm doing is dancing. <laughs> um, there's a lot of dancing in this movie. Ooh, mm. did you like that? Um, do you want to talk about, Julie, do you want to talk about your relationship with this movie specifically and not sure. necessarily musical? I, I hadn't seen it probably since 2007. <gasps> I I definitely have seen it, but I didn't remember really anything. So kind of a fresh, fresh viewing. Did you remember that Amanda Bynes was in it? Yes. Okay. Because um, Penny, Penny was always my favorite. I always identified oh, with Penny. Okay, but, okay. Yeah. Jane? <laughs> First of all, I need to apologize because at the end of the last episode, I said Sydney. White oh was yeah, next. yeah. I, you know what? I don't don't listen to me. Just don't don't <laughs> listen to that. Um, hairspray, huge. In two thousand seven, me and three friends dressed up to look like we were from the sixties, and then we went to the theater to see the movie. This was not like no one else was dressing up. It was just us. <laughs> it was so fun. I adored it. I remember there was a YouTube video out there of me and two friends singing Mama, I'm a Big Girl Now. I, I hope that it's not... I, I pray that it's been taken down um, or made private. Yeah, I freaking... I love the musical. I love the movie. I definitely have seen it since multiple times. Big fan. Big Were fan. you Penny? <laughs> Who are you? Do n- I do not remember what oh, okay. I was. Damn nope. it, um, sorry, Julie. Had you seen the musical before? Yes, I think it was like probably one of my earliest musicals I saw. When yeah, I was gonna there say was it was like, like on in New York production. when we were like kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There and I lived in Chicago where a lot of like tours came through, so I remember seeing it, like Broadway tour company. Ugh. Um, I think I saw it. Um, I must have been like a freshman in college or something, and I saw it when my parents visited the U.S. and came to New York, and they wanted to see a show. And what I remember is being like 17 and like um, saying like as the curtain was coming down and like, you know how the actors sometimes give a little wave. Um, I was like, I love you, seaweed, at like the actor that played seaweed. Oh, <laughs> I was my just God. like a horny teen. Oh, <laughs> and God. he looked at me and like waved. <laughs> oh, he must have had good seats. Um no, I think he just like was like, there's one person screaming <laughs> my character. <laughs> there's one horny teen. Um, or probably what I looked at the time, one horny 11-year-old. <laughs> um, I have a huge relationship with this movie. Um, I and with the musical. I uh, when I was in high school at an all-girls school in the Philippines, we had a competition between three like sections in our class to put on scenes from a musical. And I was in the one that did Grease, but a lot of my best friends were in the one that did Hairspray. And we were like, theirs is the best one. Like everyone was just like, theirs is the best one. It's so much fun. It's just the one with like, I don't know, really, really irresistible music. And then a lot of us in our class, like all went to see the movie together. And I sat next to a really cool girl. Her name is Bettina. Um, we don't want to say her last name, but um, she, um, I remember the scene where uh, Zac Efron licks his hand Oh yeah, um, we were both like <gasps> we just like both sat up straight in our seats. <laughs> <laughs> I just like remember experiencing that it was so unreal. <laughs> but um, 
I've, I'll never experience anything like that again, like going to a movie and something as fun as this with um, like a huge chunk of your class of like high school, like girls, like all girls school. And um, it was, it was a riot. It was like extremely disruptive, I'm sure to everyone else there. Um, Jane, did you, um, did you feel like this was an Amanda Bynes movie for you? Uh, not really. We, the thing is we, we already covered easy a, so we sort of got to shove a movie in there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, she's definitely not the star and I don't know if she's necessarily well cast for this movie. I was actually wondering, I'd love to hear your opinions. Is she a Nate? Is she like a stunt? Is she stunt casting? Or do you think she is, was like auditioned? Oh, I feel like I thinking about the casting, I couldn't place the time period very well. Like, I don't remember what she was up to at this time. Yeah. I feel like it's a little after her big, like, she's the man, like, that time. So I'm not really sure. I feel like yeah. Zac Efron was the big stunt casting. Mmm. Mm, that's a good but point. He's so good. The thing is, like, he's, he's so, so... He can really good. sing. So can this is sing? um a year after she's a man. It's before Easy A. And so, like, she's kind of winding down. But I think it's also, like, Maybe this is like part of when she's having like problem or starting to like have problems or is she I still, maybe, I don't know if she's there yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, but she, this is the same year as actually Sydney White. And so like, she kind of had like a little bit of like a chill era where she was doing quieter movies before she came back in easy a and everyone was like, Oh my God, remember she's so funny. Mm. Um, I do think she, I do think she was a name because I remember watching this and people being like, oh my gosh, Amanda Bynes. And I had classmates who were like disappointed that she wasn't in it more, but she can't really sing. So like, I was like, fine with it. (laughs) She sounds, she sounds like a, like a robot. Wait. Okay. Julie, wait, I have a few comments. One, it is probably helpful context to know that for, for the character who played Tracy, they, they truly did like an open casting call. Like, did they have some sort of competition? I mean, it was like they truly tried to find someone who fit the part, and clearly they didn't do that with, you know, Amanda Bynes. It was but- it was just like an open call. Okay. It, like I read that they auditioned like over a thousand people. Um, they looked in New York, Chicago, and Atlanta. And what I I actually remember this from the time the movie came out, which is that her um the the Nikki Blonsky who who won the role like her job at the time was working at Coldstone Creamery and they like Whoa. featured this in like little interviews they like showed her like scooping ice cream at Coldstone <laughs> I was like some some exec at Coldstone like really oh, played yeah. their cards right um but she um you know she was like a relative unknown she had never done anything professional at all like of course like was a theater kid um but um it's from Great Neck New York and then also, a couple other relative unknowns are Elijah Kelly, who plays Seaweed, and then um, Taylor Parks, who is also one of the um, girls who's at um, um, Mama <laughs> Mama's house. Mama's house. Um, Motormouth Maybell's house. Julie, did you say that Zac Efron can't sing? I, I Maybe I'm wrong. Isn't he, like, dubbed in High School Musical? So there's a, okay, I actually do know about this. So there is a journey. So there is a journey that occurs. And it's that in High School Musical, the first one, he was dubbed for many of the songs. And you can tell that like there's a difference. And then he must have gotten like coaching because like 
I think he heard that people were making fun of him and like, you know, could tell that he was dubbed. And I guess he shaped up because I think, I think it's actually him in this. So oh, definitely. Um, yeah. And then like the then later movies. Good. Yeah, fair. In the I, later movies. Yeah. I, I think, think he, he's a good singer. For, I think for, he's for fine this. now. Yeah, I don't exactly. know if it, I don't know. Like, I mean, we'll never know what it sounded like pre tune, but like, that's true. You know, but he I, doesn't I think, sound like Amanda Bynes. She sounds right, like very right, <laughs> right, right. Another I think, thing is, yeah, I think he the, got lucky. The role of Penny, at least in the musical, there's supposed to be this sort of juxtaposition of her being this like mousy, awkward teen, and yes. then when she sings, you're like, hold, like she has this incredible voice, and clearly they kind of let that go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. My other my other relationship to this movie is that um, or this musical, sorry, is that um, we did it in college. I was not in it, but I was a, a pit singer, which is actually incredible because it means that I didn't have to be on stage at all or learn any of the dancing. But because there was so much dancing in the musical, they wanted some people filling up the voices so that people aren't so out of breath. And like it sounds like people are panting. So we got to sing like backup for all the like big group songs and it was like the most fun I've ever had in my life like just getting to sing through this book of like really fun songs um Nate was on stage we had like just started dating he was like the wiener stand man and then also later a cop (laughs) white rolls and hairspray (laughs) and um I was just like so excited to be there like singing musical theater stuff so like falling in love with like my college boyfriend like incredible time in my life I peaked I peaked um so I'll be annoying about like anecdotes about that but um I love it I think um the the thing that the movie um also is really obvious about is that like they did put so so much attention into the dancing and like theater choreography and like blocking and all of that and so it just like satisfies it just satisfies the theater kid and all of us the the um the choreographer was a judge on so you think you can dance Oh, I know. Adam Shankman. (laughs) Wait, wait, hold on. Let me double check that. The the director was Adam Shankman. I guess I don't remember who the... No, the choreographer. The choreographer was Adam Shankman, I thought. Yeah. Um, They also had um, some, they also had some, you know, fun stuff where they put John Travolta into the Edna costume where they had to like build a bunch of prosthetics and I, I kind of like remember I can't even, I don't even know where I would have watched this because like was I on YouTube in 2007? I don't know, but there were like Who's promotional DVD videos. Extras? <laughs> there were like, those? yeah, like probably, right? Like, I'm there were just serious, these like, like, if you loved a movie, you would watch those like behind the scenes extras that's true. over that's and true. over. It's got to be that. Cause like, where else would I have seen the like building the prosthetic Edna? <laughs> Definitely the DVD. Um, okay. Um, Jane, are you still looking it up? He um, is both the director and the choreographer. Oh, okay. And of okay. course, I remember him from So You so Think You Can dance, dance, which I watched. Actually, a little fun fact, one of the most famous people to come out of So You Think You, Did, so you Think You Can Dance is named Twitch. He's like a TikTok yes. person and like he he's friends with Ellen. He's in, he, he's like a dancer in this. He's in Magic Mike 2 as well. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Good for him. Good for him. Um. I also think this movie is like in general trying to rake in the high it's a it's an interesting place because they're trying to rake in the high school musical money Mm. but they're (gasps) pre-glee so they were kind of like what are we doing what are like because I don't think movies 
uh, other than this, like really hit as much commercial success as this movie did trying to do musicals. So they didn't really find their footing again until Glee, um, mm. which is interesting for teens anyway. Should we should we jump right in? Yeah, let's jump right in. It's 1962 in Baltimore, Maryland. Tracy is a fat teen with a positive attitude who loves watching The Corny Collins Show, a local teen dance television show. Her best friend is Penny, a shyer teen with a strict religious mother. The lead dancers from The Corny Collins Show are popular couple Amber and Link. Amber's mom, Velma, manages the TV station and ensures that Amber is the star. She only allows black dancers on the show once a month, on Negro Day, hosted by DJ Motormouth Maybell. When auditions are held for a new dancer, Tracy and Penny skip school to go. Velma derides Tracy for being fat and supporting integration. Awesome. Um, we got to talk about Good Morning Baltimore, one of the best songs of all time. You know, you can't not sing along. Yes. And it's it's just such a good, like, exposition number. So that opening, man, oh, it gets me. It's also, like, to me, one of the most successful introductions of, like, an unknown actor that I've ever seen. Like, I mean, her career doesn't doesn't really, like, take off, but, like, <laughs> she's so, like, incredible in this, and she is, like, perfectly highlighted in it. When she's smiling, you're smiling. She just looks so happy. Like, Amanda Bynes is her best friend. That's what mm-hmm. I believe in real life as well. <laughs> like she just, yeah, she just, um, she just really shines from the start and you're just like bought in. Totally. Yeah. I think I agree completely. And I think, I think the top half of this movie is a little bit more successful in part because the first like 20 minutes are just music. Yeah. It's like this song and then nicest Nicest kids in town and like it's truly just like a bunch of different Mm -hmm. songs and it's like but they're all carrying the story forward and so you just you just get wrapped up and like that's just the time flies i yeah i was i was having a a great time i had a question about the corny collins show did shows like that exist i know that there was like american bandstand and there were like shows where like there was music but did this type of thing is this real (laughs) <laughs> you mean like in the in the sense that there's so many there's like 10 teens like yeah who don't go to school <laughs> exactly yeah I guess there were people on American Bandstand who were young enough that like they had to like get their GED instead but like I don't know if it was ever like this amount of teens but like also I'm saying that not having done research I think I like tried to find out about it before gotta um, ask someone who was there but yeah it is it is like wild to think about like there's like a dozen kids there <laughs> Like, don't they all have to have, like, handlers if they're underage? Yeah, um, do they leave school early? Like, when Tracy's going, she's, like, running from school to oh, yeah. watch it? Oh, yeah, and Link goes to school. He goes to her school. Yeah, I didn't, I, you know, I'll just suspend the, the belief yeah, or whatever that is. Yeah, we need someone to let us know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there definitely is something interesting about having the your celebrity crush be in your school. Yeah. <clears throat> like, she has... She has this picture on her wall and in her locker, like imagine like someone asking you out and then you see in their locker that your photo is there. <laughs> oh. um, my question was, what would, what would have been your dream reason that you would have cut school as a teen? Like if, oh, if her boy. thing is like, I want to cut school and audition for this, like what would have been your dream? Like I'm only in school part time because I'm doing this. Oh, I have no clue. Jane, you're smiling. I'm not yeah, talented Jane enough go. for that. My talent was school. 
you don't have any like celebrity that you were like I wish that would I wish that were my life you don't have to have actually been capable of doing it (laughs) okay don't worry I wasn't um (laughs) I mean obviously like it would have been so cool to be just just be like acting or singing those were the big two those are the big two I mean I loved Harry Potter like I feel like to like be in Harry Potter oh like Luna Luna Lovegood's actress like getting cast Andrew's like, yeah, I know all about that. <laughs> I feel like at one point there was like a, there were all those things like, oh, like win a, like win a trip to be an extra. And it's yeah. like that, I was, I would have loved Do you think that. those were real? <laughs> like, maybe not. Maybe no there's one no way, Yeah. There's no way of knowing because like there wasn't the internet. Um, I, I did know someone who like was in school part-time because they were like competing, like doing horse girl, doing like real, like national level horse girl shit. And like, that's like you know obviously like I was like I could be that but also there was a part of me that was like no because then you couldn't go to college (laughs) I don't know I was like I was like I could do that but I would be also really stressed out um so I couldn't even suspend my disbelief then um I love James Marston and Zac Efron in this I think Mm. they're both incredible and like doing the character so well i think they're both really yummy this movie might be like how i became brainwashed into dating and marrying a white man like this is like what (laughs) did it for me like even just like watching back like the corny collins um song i'm like damn james marson is so good he's he's really hot it's like interesting you get you get two yeah you do get well and then seaweed white men you really get (laughs) you just you 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 get a feast um yes yeah exactly this movie is so freaking star-studded too Mm -hmm. like queen latifah yeah and then john travolta yeah, Christopher Walken and John Travolta. Yeah, and Michelle Pfeiffer. I actually, like, don't... I'm not sure I love Michelle Pfeiffer in this. Do you guys care about her? I don't really know her much. I'd rather see her being, like, like serious and scary than, like, funny. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know her that well either, but I, her singing voice isn't my Yeah, favorite. yeah. Do um, we talk about John Travolta and, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, the history of... The, like, I don't know... This role is always a little weird, but it's always been that way. Well, this is what I was trying to like, I was trying to ask Nate about this. I was like, when Harvey Firestein was doing this, is it like a drag role or like, what is this role? <laughs> it's supposed to be very campy. Like it's supposed to be uh, like a, a man doing drag, playing a mom in the musical, but obviously in the movie, I remember reading a quote from John Travolta <laughs> where he was like, I wanted to make her more feminine or something, just something what? kind of stupid. Like, he basically wanted to play her straight, like, not campy. Oh, like, the whole not movie. drag. Yeah, exactly. And the whole movie he has, is a little, He has some bits campy. where I'm like, that was funny, but I think he's, like, very uneven. Like, I think he couldn't decide. Like, <laughs> there's, like, some of it I'm like, oh, you're doing a completely different accent. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. it's weird. I, I could have... <laughs> I could have like, I could have like been fine with someone else in there, but it is really like a funny artifact of two thousand seven. <laughs> like I to would, have like, him. Who who should like? Who, yeah, I, I agree that role is tricky because I think the, the it's supposed to be a fun joke for everyone. Like it's not making fun of drag queens or like anything like that. Like it's supposed to be fun, but then you make it for the mainstream audience. Like how do you do that? You know what I mean? So yeah. it is kind of a tricky role. 
I don't know. Maybe you should be Billy Eichner. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) Sorry, go ahead, Julie. No, there were just a lot of conversations in theater, I feel like, over the past, right before the pandemic. There was Mrs. Doubtfire, and there was something else that now is escaping me. Was Santino Fontana? Oh, Santino Fontana. Um, What was he in? Tootsie? Tootsie, yes. And so there were just, like, a lot of conversations about, like men pretending to be women dressing up as women being the punchline like is it a little transphobic and that's a whole can of worms so i just if you're gonna do it in this movie i think there needs to be a like why not just cast a woman and i don't know that like yeah. i understood in this movie why it was a but it's just the way it's always been so i'm not or sure. like cast a drag queen like an, an older right. drag queen. yeah yeah that's sort of what i where i'm coming from is that it should be like if it's gonna be drag, be drag. Yeah, but it's confusing. Yeah, it is, I do. I don't know the answer. <laughs> they so something they did like talk about in terms of like editing this for a movie is that they had to take out things that were more just like extremely campy for the stage because like if you do ever see this show, like the dialogue is very like strange and funny and like Motormouth Maybell speaks completely in rhyme. <laughs> for some reason weird um my good friend bobby arau whose birthday it actually is today i remember when they did the show we were like freaking out because she just like has a line in it that starts with house and ends with mouse and we were just like (laughs) we would just like burst into laughter by just saying the words house and mouse because it just like starts to sound it started to sound like a children's book like the lines Mm. but but i get that they changed some of it some of it is still in there like um Penny says, like, is it a dance for fleas and ticks? Like, kind of like. <laughs> She's got a know, lot of them. She has a lot of little, those weird little lines. Yeah, yeah, like strange little um, caricature-ish lines. Um, Brittany Snow. Yes. Where, oh, where so is she good. now? Where is she now? Pitch Perfect. Okay. Yeah. She's that would of- be a natural... I can't think of what she did in between this. Like <laughs> she's like um she's an interesting like late teen early 20 star. Like she's she's not a like I don't think of her as like a teen icon. I think of her as like a college icon yeah, like um yeah. John Tucker must die. Wait. Is John yeah, Tucker yeah. must die college? Um no, they're in high school. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just um, looks older, I, I guess. think. Yeah. Yeah, she just like, perfect. Like, That's college. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and beyond. <laughs> I'll start a um a separate podcast that's like college, college. <laughs> um under, under the, the uh college university bleachers <laughs> <laughs> under the D one school bleachers um <laughs> has your has your has a mom or parent ever told you that a dance move was far too dirty that's my <laughs> other question no she's also not doing anything in that scene <laughs> true. But I did have my dad once when I was, like, going to a dance. I was leaving with a friend. We'd, like, gotten dressed, like, leaving for a dance. And my dad said, don't play tonsil hockey. <gasps> no. And that has always, like, stuck in my brain as a phrase that is gross to hear. I didn't know about the phrase tonsil hockey. <laughs> yeah, it's like f- making out. No, but did you? Like, did, did you, you oh, do that? No, I hadn't kissed a boy at that point. I was like, it was like seventh grade. <laughs> oh, okay. Then he was just, he was just like joshing you. Oh, for sure. Okay. It's also like scary to think of like tonsil hockey, like literally like a tongue going back and forth, like an air hockey table. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Jane. I mean, thank God. No, I, I feel like I've never, <laughs> I've never been in that position where my parents could possibly 
see that. I will. Oh, no. I don't know if I want to say this story. (laughs) At my bat mitzvah, like you have to invite people that you don't know. Like, I don't mean that you don't know, but that that you're not your friends with. Like Like family friends. You have to invite all the Jews. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) And I remember one kid being like, now you're doing something. Was it dirty? Remember, we're 13. We're 13. And like we're in dancing. real time as you were dancing? Yeah. Oh, my God. Or something like that. And I immediately was like, I I, I wish you weren't here. <laughs> I have a bat mitzvah question for you. Oh, cool. At the party, did you do the tradition of the snowball? Or is that just like a Midwest thing? Can you explain What's, the snowball? What do you do? Yes. Snowball is like, a. it's a part of the dance component of the evening where <laughs> um, the bar bat mitzvah person goes in the middle and they pick one person to dance with and it's like who they're gonna pick like who's gonna Mm -hmm. be their person they start with and then those they go pick someone else and then those pairs go pick more people snowball so it like builds till everyone's dancing and it's always it was always such a big like who's gonna who is that person gonna pick right who did you pick very familiar i never had a bat mitzvah oh i didn't know that okay yeah. Um. This sounds very familiar to me. I, I. This was not part of my bat mitzvah. The tradition I think of is Coke or Pepsi, where the DJ makes <laughs> makes the kids like stand on one side of the dance floor, and then they're like, "If you like Coke, over here," or something like that. But then they ask other <laughs> I've questions. Never heard of that. I actually, I clear like clearly, I don't know. Clearly, I don't know the rules to this game. Jane, it does somebody come to mind as the person you would have picked at your bat mitzvah for this? Oh my gosh! Thing? Yes. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I had like a big old crush on, and they were at the bu- kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. He was okay, there. Good. That's good. But I don't think like oh, ultimately shoot. thrilling. Ultimately thrilling. I wasn't. I need to go look back at, at some pictures <laughs> and like, reawaken the memories. I would love to see pics. Oh, <laughs> grown. Okay, should we move on? Yeah. Okay, Tracy gets detention for missing class and meets the black kids who dance on Corny Collins' show. She befriends Seaweed, Maybelle's son, who teaches her some dance moves and then runs into Link. She's smitten and imagines their life together. At a general dance night, Corny notices Tracy doing the dance she learned from Seaweed and chooses her to join the show. She quickly gains popularity both from the audience and Link, making Amber jealous. Mr. Pinky suggests that Tracy should be the spokesgirl for his hefty hideaway boutique. Tracy persuades her agoraphobic mother, Edna, to accompany her to the boutique as her agent. Edna makes sure Tracy gets a fair contract and she gets a makeover. They run into Velma and Amber, who are very condescending. So many things happen. I love the Mr. Pinky scene. That was always my favorite scene, I feel like. In, like, the Broadway version, just, like, all the clothes. So much fun. But question about the very beginning of this section is the school integrated but like the black kids have one classroom but it's the detention room like i couldn't no i think what happens i think what happens is that like there's they're trying to say that black kids get sent to detention all the time like so there were just like always black kids in the detention room okay but you're right it's confusing because like i think the school is integrated but there's not really anyone in her regular classroom. Just well, weird. Just a weird see. thing I didn't understand. I think we're supposed to believe that the black kids either like ended up in detention more often or would just like fake it and go to detention because they like, don't want to be studying. 
Yeah. Mm. Elijah Kelly, unbelievable. Best singer in the whole movie. Also incredibly attractive. Unbelievably good at dancing. Like, so attractive. Um, so good. Some, some like, really horny stuff going on. He actually, um he was in the, um when they did The Wiz Live, that's, like, the last thing that I saw him in. And then he did, like, a bunch of other, like, random, like, TV things. Like, he's, you know. He's working. Worked a little bit. I feel like they do a really good job of making this movie fun and, like, stupid and silly with all of the 60s imagery. Like, when she goes into the teacher's lounge and they're, they're all smoking cigarettes. And, uh, yeah, so, like, there's just constant fun shit to look at. Yes, yeah. Um, but I guess I'll ask a question. Did okay. you ever go to detention? I don't think I went to a school ever that had detention. What? That private I had school w- privilege, maybe? I don't know. I had a school where you maybe had to stay late or you maybe got like, before you had to like actually stay, you would get like one or, or two or three chances, I think. Like you'd get like a slip. And then if you got a certain number, then you had like the detention time. So I've gotten like, some of those offenses but immediately when I had one I would like tiptoe on eggshells until like the end of the year Mm. so I would always kind of like get one it lasted a whole year yeah or maybe semester I can't remember um yeah so I would like yeah we didn't have like a detention room or anything but you definitely could get detention and I only remember getting it once and I want to say it was because I didn't get a test signed. I can't remember. It was something really stupid. So I guess I don't have a very exciting story. I didn't, yeah, you know what's like, crazy though dance. is like, doesn't it just like make it annoying because your parents now have to like, or whoever like helps you get home. Like if you miss the bus and if some schools have a later bus, but some schools don't. So then you have to like, like, how do you get home? <laughs> like yeah. I, was just, I was just thinking of it from like the like caregiver's point of view. And I was like, this is so fucking annoying. Um, I also wanted to say about that scene, this is, for me, I think the first time I saw people like kind of doing flirty dancing and being like, I'm feeling myself, like I'm dancing, I'm having fun, but they're like friends, like, and that continues between Seaweed and Tracy the entire movie where like, they're not going to hook up, but like they're, which like at some point I'm also like, why not? But also like, you know, they're having fun and being like kind of, kind of sexy, but like as friends which I think that's the first time I ever saw that between two people of the opposite gender and like not interested in each other so that was kind of new to me I remember and then like on the flip side the movie's so good at communicating when people are attracted to each other like Mm -hmm. oh my god like the first time Amanda Bynes and Seaweed look at each other it's amazing Um, some good lollipop acting from Amanda Bynes everyone is so yes everyone is so horny um and then Zac Efron, like, licking his tongue and then his hair, as I have, like, said before, it, like, did something to me as, his like, a young person. His tongue is big. I feel like he, like... <laughs> Very wide. <laughs> it's wide. Okay, I also really love the song. Okay, they have, like, the general dance when the black kids are split up from the white kids, and then and then that's when Tracy's notice, noticed. And Link is singing, um, what is it, Lady's Choice? And he, like, he goes, like, wow yes yes yes. and it's amazing it's when i think he like wait she throws him a kiss and he catches it yeah and he's like and he like growls and yowls and yells and howls like like (laughs) like he's in heat like we're all in heat it's 
so good. Like, and it's so fun. It, I had another. Fun I had another movie. question related to them being horny. So she sings in the song, "Won't go all the way, but we'll go pretty far." Yeah. And I wanted to ask in 2007, like, what was this to you? Like, what did you immediately think of? Because oh, I, what, I like, immediately was, was like, okay, it means second base. Like, yeah, I, I can't place. I, 2007, I I was, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really not sure. Yeah, you're a little younger too. Jane, do you remember? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for oh, uh, yeah, I was so innocent. I guess boobs. Yeah, I guess boobs. Yeah, I think it's also that they're in a car. So I was like, well, people might be able to see them. Not that, not that like people care about that. But, um, <laughs> and then um, Mr. Pinky. Um, and then there's like basically um, Tracy Turnblad being placed under conservatorship of her mother. <laughs> um, uh, I also don't really get the scene where Mr. Pinky says, like he guesses her cup size, and then he says, "I hit the mother load." And I was it's like, "Because they're big." Is he talking about the deal or her breasts, her boobs, <laughs> her her giant giant or both boobs? We, I really liked the stuff about the contracts. Maybe it's because I like <laughs> contracts at work and I think about like exclusivity <laughs> clauses. But I thought that was so funny. It's like I think Edna cute, had a yeah. dream of owning a laundromat and she couldn't do that. But she knows her legalese and she's ready <laughs> yeah. to be her daughter's manager. Wait, does she not have a laundromat? No, I think she just like does it from her... From her room. Oh, like she wants like a physical, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has the business, but she wants like a physical one. Jane, what were you going to say? Okay. Right when Tracy encourages John Travolta, I mean Edna, to leave the apartment for the first time. Okay. Did you guys catch Edna's face the moment that no. she like leaves the house? Mm-mm. She's truly just like beaming idiotically. <laughs> like it's oh, incredible. She's like, it's like she, she's never seen... She'd never seen. I mean, I know that she hasn't been outside, but like, she's looking at like a brick wall. She's just like, yeah. There's a car that goes by with just like kids in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid. And then they look at the women who are pregnant and drinking and smoking. Uh it's good. It's good. But yeah, I think that scene is pretty funny. And there's also there's some there's some weird things. Like I know both both in the in Good Morning Baltimore and in the show, there's like a flasher. Yes, <laughs> but um, but like that's always something that has been still in the show and like it's it's the joke is that tracy like thinks it's funny and like cute when like the town is kind of like seedy in that part i guess um but yeah well she's supposed to be very i guess she's like innocent and also very optimistic she's very optimistic yeah she always and the flasher is john waters yes that is what Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a lot of cameos like ricky ricky lake the original hairspray lady she's the um she's the agent at the end Oh, I missed that. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, um, it's just for like true fans. I know it's um. <laughs> it's kind of like wild. Like I I agree with you, Jane. I would love to know like how do they get all these people? I had the thought when they were in detention of just like, oh, like before phones, like you just turn on the radio and like <laughs> dance with your friends. I feel like now you go to detention, everyone just be like sitting there on their phones. Yeah, Actually, that's true. One of those moments of, like, technology ruins everything well i wonder if um if there are schools that do do detention that they like have you surrender your phone because like i think the point is you're supposed to like work on homework that you like didn't or at least that's how it was like if people got held back at school for eyes 
but yeah they would have to like confiscate people's phones or they would just be making tiktoks (laughs) (laughs) they that these are the tiktok teens now like those teens in detention Mm -hmm. okay jane Amber gets Tracy in trouble, but Link stands up for her and they both go to detention where Seaweed and his sister, Little Inez, express their pride in being black. Later, everyone goes to a party at Maybelle's store. Edna tries to bring Tracy home, but Maybelle convinces her to stay and tells her to take pride in herself. She also announces that Negro Day has been canceled. Tracy suggests that they march for integration, but Link doesn't want to risk his career, disappointing Tracy. Meanwhile, Velma tries to seduce Edna's husband, Wilbur, but he is not interested. Nonetheless, Edna thinks Wilbur cheated and forbids Tracy to be on the show. Luckily, Edna changes her mind when she and Wilbur reconcile. There was an outfit at the record shop that was one one woman was wearing a green like two-piece that had like little pom-poms on it it was unbelievable yeah i need it julie um, will be featuring it on her instagram next week <laughs> i saw it and that was like all i could watch she will be scene. constructing it from reused fabric yeah. <laughs> um so amanda bynes i will say amanda bynes has really bad fake tan in this movie mm-hmm. Just to put I, that out there, this it's, is star- this is her journey. I I mentioned this in the last uh, episode. She she's gonna get even more tan in the next movie. Yeah, it's like especially <laughs> bad in the scenes where they're indoors because I assume they're like I don't know lighting them differently indoors. So like the whole like Maybell scene, I'm like, man, what are you doing, <laughs> Ariana Grande in here? <laughs> I was thinking of her, and she plays she plays yes, Penny play in the live show. <laughs> huh. Julie, okay. Julie, what were you gonna say? Just something, so the, they, like, get Edna to stick around by being like, there's food here. <laughs> and it's just one silly thing about this movie is, like, it is so, like, positive about Tracy and, like, being herself. But then it also makes these stupid fat jokes. And it's, <laughs> it's like, it just in this era, it's like, it doesn't hold up. Be a little bit more consistent. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I also have a complaint, which is that you can't really see the food. Like, it never looks good. <laughs> like, they talk so much about the food, like, so much. And they're, like, whirling it around on plates and you can never actually see it. And I'm like, couldn't they have, like, catered, like, real quick? <laughs> like, No, it's, right. they gotta I make the prop say, food. Yes. I wanted to say that Run and Tell That is is a standout song and i really love there's a there's um some choreography where they kind of create like a v shape in the hallway and and they go like this and then they all jump (laughs) and they turn around and you get to view them from and then the camera is like viewing them from the other perspective and it's incredible and like Oh, really well done and then they dance on the bus and that's super fun um i another some other dancing i like is in the store in the dj store with the woman who's wearing the green outfit like they're all just doing sex dancing mm-hmm. yes like they're all just doing sex poses but yeah make it, it is make a it, dance. It, remi- it reminds me of dirty dancing where she walks into the bar or the yeah the bar i can't remember <laughs> the 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 workers rooms and like they're all like just swiveling their hips (laughs) this Um, part i did i the movie did lose me a little bit when it gets too timeless to me which is a cute song but something about it it just didn't quite work for me and also at this point in the movie i was realizing that um uh what's the one you were saying that you sang the mama and big girl now Yeah. yeah i love that song and i kept being like when's it in the movie and they they include these other songs that to me don't aren't as like fun. Yeah. And I was disappointed. 
I know it's caught it's 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 a weird part of the movie and I think I used to skip it when I had the DVD oh it's a skip yeah um <laughs> I think they drew it out I think they draw out this part of the movie because she doesn't go to prison so in the musical she goes to prison and then gets um. let out but they completely just like don't have that plot arc with with also like one or two songs in there so then they just like have this like strange um scene where Velma tries to seduce Wilbur that's played for laughs but it's also not very good I don't know it's not a very good scene and it felt like it lasted so long yeah this this part of the movie lasts long I do think that Wilbur not being interested is like now the equivalent of the guy who's just like terminally on terminally online and just like yeah. has a dumb hobby and you like, cannot <laughs> get him to be interested in sex because he's just looking up like different types of protein powder or something <laughs> i know that they wrote <laughs> new songs for the movie and they cut some of them and the reason why they cut mama, mama. Ama, big girl now is because they didn't they wanted to keep everything like they didn't want to have a split screen like a three-way mm, split and they yeah so for example in in the end they have tracy and link singing together but tracy's in like the photograph like that's yeah. a really creative way to do that but they didn't want to have a split screen and i guess they couldn't figure out another way and i agree that um it's a little slower and like i don't care about the adults as much yeah mm-hmm. but i at least the song like it does resolve the conflict i yeah, guess true. and that's they have to have it but yeah it's it's a little it's a little long they don't um yeah and they they also can't have mama i'm a big girl now because amanda Bynes can't sing and so, so and she's like a really big part of that song um yeah i also I, the only lyric i know so from the beginning of the show until run until that i probably know like all the lyrics like i'm just oh, like yeah. literally just singing Same. out loud at the tv the whole time <laughs> yeah but then um for um big blonde and beautiful i don't and I think it lost me because I don't like pecan pie and it talks about pecan pie like multiple <laughs> times. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> we talked about pecan pie last yeah, we, episode. We did. Jane. I love Queen Latifah. I also, I know that they, Michelle Pfeiffer like wanted to sing more. And so they gave her. Oh, they, they I didn't know her. that was why they did that. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever. Um, I like the bed of whoopee cushions. That's genius. I love how she's like, dad yeah Yeah. it's just like what you would do (laughs) i like their relationship because he's not he's not like hip like he's he's separate from her he doesn't he doesn't get her he's not like pretending to know something he's not but he's very supportive and he's very sweet and he doesn't want her to change that's a very sweet relationship right i think the reason this part of the movie is hard is that like nothing is happening like they're (laughs) Like they're all just, um, they're all just kind of doing daily life before the protest happens. We're gearing up, yeah. We're gearing okay, up. Okay, let's move on. The next morning, the next morning, Tracy sneaks out of the house to join the protest. When things get messy with the police, she hides in Penny's fallout shelter. Penny's mom reports her to the police and ties Penny to the bed. Wilbur has bailed everyone out of jail, so seaweed helps him escape, and he and Penny kiss. Meanwhile, Link hears about Tracy on the news and realizes he's in love. With the pageant underway, Velma blocks Tracy from entering and rigs the contest for Amber. The gang helps Tracy sneak in, and Link pulls little Inez to dance in the pageant. She wins, and Corny says the show is officially integrated. Velma is caught on camera saying she rigged the contest, resulting in her firing. Everyone celebrates as Tracy and Link kiss. Some more great songs. Good songs closing out the movie. Um, 
one thing that was so funny, especially in the context of 2022, to watch is like, Tracy, why would you assault the police officer? Yes. It is like, crazy to see that. It's actually exactly. really educational for, I think, like white kids so that when they grow up and go to BLM marches, they're not stupid because it's like exact so wrong thing to do. It's so like the caricature stupid bonk. And the movie is also, yeah, it's funny. The movie is surprisingly like, I mean, maybe not surprisingly, I don't know, but it's like pretty solidly like, yeah, we're anti-cop and like the cops lied about what the protesters did Mm -hmm. and they kind of make a funny joke out of it. That's like pre-2010, which is pretty impressive. Um, Yeah. Also, Wilbur Wilbur says he paid bail for 20 protesters and I'm like, there are definitely more than 20 people there. (laughs) Yeah, there are so many. I was wondering like if we need to be, I mean, I don't even know if I want to have the conversation, but like... (laughs) Is this movie comparing fatness and blackness <laughs> in like a way that like it's like a little uncomfortable? Like you're we're say, we're different. Like I don't know. If you flip it on it and you just think about like intersectionality, like these are different facets of like one's being. It's a movie about intersectionality and coalition building. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with that. I think yeah. And I, I think it helps also that like Maybell is the one who like sort of tries to help Edna feel okay about being fat like and she's also like a woman of the same age and similar Mm. size so like I don't know I don't know it's it's hard to figure out it's also it's comically something that was weird with when we tried when we had to put it on in college which is that there are no like Asians or Hispanic people in this movie so it's like black and white where do you like put the people and I think what ended up happening is that my friend who's Asian like had to just like be a white passing like townsperson or something oh. or i think they just had like a random extra role like they would like be the news reporter or something but they can't like be in like the subject of the movie which like i, I understand like it's it's literally something from like the 80s but it is it is very funny to think about like i'm sure this show gets put on at schools all around the country so yeah. <laughs> they're probably like what do we do <laughs> i guess it just is worth pointing out like in in this in the specific context of dancing on this show maybe black people and fat people like have a shared experience because they're they have like a very specific type of person but and then they have a march for the corny collins show yeah but outside of that I think the comparison does break yeah. down a little bit I think yeah. it does I think it does help that like it's clear to by the end of the show that Tracy's sort of trying to learn how to be like an ally or something and like she may not be like that scared of um getting kicked off the show and so like and Link as well so like that's something that they can do since they're both like young and like white and able-bodied hmm. um but it is you know it's it's very um it's very it's it's kind of for kids like it's they can mm-hmm. only get away with like one <laughs> one good message like uh integrate the corny collins show and then like after that they kind of like ran out of like steam yeah all the other stuff that seaweed complains about it's fine now this is seaweed's (laughs) least attractive outfit and i know where i've been but in all the others wait the green sweater sweater yeah, I don't like you oh, like I loved it. it. Loved it's like it. a terrible color. Oh, no, okay. loved it. I think it's so flattering on him. You can, oh like, my god! Really... I... Wait, oh my no, god, you can see I his body. Agree. I like. I don't it. agree. I hated it. That's crazy. I was like, I want <laughs> that. Crazy. Um, I do love. There's a line in here where Zach Efron walks in and goes, 
I was just home practicing my new twist on the twist. And, <laughs> and I love that. I love that so much. I think he did great. I think he did a great job. I'm really, really proud of Zac Efron. <laughs> yeah, he was perfect for this role. And he, he did so well. Yeah, it makes me sad that he like walked away from musicals. Like he didn't want to do them anymore. Um, Maybe one day. I can see him good. like... I mean, he went back and did Greatest Showman. Maybe he'll Hugh Jackman his way into old age. Right. Um, I was going to ask, have you ever called in and voted for a contest on TV? I definitely used to do it with American Idol. With American Idol. That's what I wanted to I wasn't in the U.S. yet, so I couldn't. I really <gasps> wanted to call in and vote for American Idol because I watched like three seasons. Like, that, yeah. like all the whole thing. I, I had a really so- embarrassing phase where I loved Blake, the guy who sure. lost to Jordan Sparks, who was sure. like a beatboxer. Yeah. Yeah. That was my one big That's American all right. I liked Catherine McPhee. <laughs> wow. She's like problematic now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, she's fun though. She's I so good a, though. I was a So You Think You Can Dance yeah. teen. But you didn't vote? No, I've, I voted. I oh, okay. Voted. okay. First. <laughs> Sabra, at least I don't. You voted. I don't That's so Absolutely. cool. Yeah, and I like really got invested too. I know it's kind of like now I'm like you, you could not if you tried to do that would would they just like hack it like would someone just like spam it Half I don't know like frame. how could you do it Yeah, you would. <laughs> you know think what I that mean? Though get around. Yeah, totally, totally. Like, is there are there any shows that are decided by audience anymore? Love Island, you do some voting. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But it, but it's not like the final decision, right? Um, I think the final decision on Love Island oh. is is like nationally, mm-hmm. like you get to. I didn't know. It I don't was know if it's texting live. or like you have an app or something, but yeah, yeah, you pick your fave couple. Oh, I guess mm-hmm. Big Brother is kind of like that. At one point, the policemen are lifting what should be a hollow canister and <laughs> slamming it into the doors and later we find out that tracy is inside <laughs> and i just love the idea of like a human being inside this medical meta uh, metal container being like railed against yeah the, the door oh, God. yeah wasn't if it's hollow then isn't she like rocketing up yeah. and down like <laughs> like like an air hockey puck yeah. <laughs> um no that's really funny i um i do like the end of this movie i do think you can't stop the beat is the longest song in the world (laughs) it's just everyone gets a verse (laughs) yeah everyone gets to jump in it just amanda looks hot though it goes for many Mm -hmm. months um yes amanda looks great um she's not good at singing but i do like when they get to like sort of dance except they have her in like a mermaid gown so she can't oh, yeah. do she anything can't move. but move her little ankles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> her skinny legs it's very funny um were you expecting i remember watching this and being i guess a child and being like wow what an unexpected end to the movie it's actually little inez that wins uh miss teenage airspace <laughs> like i, I was like legitimately part. I didn't remember that component of it at all, but there was a Miss Teenage Hairspray competition. <laughs> um, I have some potentially uh, unpopular opinion. I think Little Inez should not have won. I don't think that she was that great of a dancer. And I feel like in the musical, I think in the staged musical, they hire someone who can like really, really dance. And so I kind of... Wish that they had her do some like something else besides the like petting 
move. Well, I can't did. tell the. <laughs> I can't tell if Miss Teenage Hairspray is just like, um, your favorite one, or if mm. it's like the dancer, and so that's hard because they also only have like eight counts to dance. Like, what yeah. can you really do? <laughs> the popularity uh, contest. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I think like maybe the twins should have won. Noreen and Doreen. <laughs> that's yeah, what I would have voted for. They would have twice as many. <laughs> people but then they would have yeah they would have had to have two like were they running together was that allowed like they're not they're not like one person (laughs) (laughs) okay um I will also share that um we I I I agree with you Julie there's songs in here that don't that don't add much one example is James Marsden it's Hairspray because like he's great but like I don't think the song adds much and also I have a like pet peeve against that song because it was just like really hard to learn like it was hard to learn the backing for that um there are other songs in this movie that were like things that I remember and that I recalled while watching for example like during I know where I've been you know how like she'll say like sometimes she'll say like there's a there's a struggle and everyone will go struggle Struggle! yeah like everyone in the background will go like that um at some point when we were like in a dress rehearsal or something one of us just did it at the wrong time and like came in all alone on the mic struggle oh no it was like one of the best and all of us died um but because hairspray has so many little bits of like fun call and response like that it's just like oh it's it's just such a good um, book of songs. And like, I remember just like listening to it a bunch um, yeah. when I was that age. Should we, should we wrap up? Should we come yeah. to the end? Yeah, we should. We've come to the end where we each answer three questions. Julie, you can go first. Okay. The first question is, is this movie good or bad? I think it's a good movie. I think it looks good. I think it's well-made. I think it's a good movie. I think this movie is also um, something that doesn't exist anymore, which is a mid-budget movie. Mm. And it's really good in that space. I will say, like, having watched it so many times, like, I can't watch it anymore. And I also think that (laughs) that middle section that we were talking about is maybe its weakness. Like, I can't, I don't know what to do with it. Like, do we make it shorter? Do we cut, like, Velma seducing Wilbur? um yeah I don't know but I but I agree with you Jane you said earlier that like the the start is sort of like the really strong part of this movie mm-hmm. I think it's great I'm I'm like uh, uh, there should be more musical movies that do a good job <laughs> yeah more movie musicals yeah I, agree. I mean I get you guys should watch greatest showman and weigh in because I think I've you seen it seen I saw it in theaters me Whoa. too. <laughs> I tried to watch it and I stopped. I'm like, yeah, I'm a hater. <laughs> My sister and I got into a big fight seeing that <gasps> movie because in like the opening, I feel like there's horses like doing crazy dancing. <laughs> and I was like, that was so creepy. Like, I don't like the like animated horses. And my sister was like, those were real horses. They trained to do that. And I was like, there's no way. She's like, you could train horses to do tricks. And I was like, but those horses were dancing. <laughs> Yeah, big fight. So more movie movie musicals that bring us together instead of tearing us apart. <laughs> um, the second question is, do you like this movie? I, I liked it. I had a great time. I love it. I like can't be objective as evidenced by this entire episode, Jane. <laughs> Same. I love it so much. I just, I, <laughs> I think Walter went to do something when I turned this on and he came back and I was like, 
you were gone for a minute, but like it'd been like an hour. Cause I it's just, it's so <laughs> engrossing. Like even if you, even if you're like a little tired, if you, even if you've seen it in the past year, like just the music wraps you up and absolutely. I love it. Yeah. And I, I just like remember um, seeing friends in it, which is also nice. You're we like talking about performances that friends did. We had like a very, very good penny. Um, I remember Nate. Uh, actually, I don't know if this lyric makes it to the movie. In the movie, Welcome to the 60s, does she say, first, let's take a pit stop at the wiener stand? I don't think so. I don't remember it. <laughs> we <laughs> had a wiener stand and Nate was the wiener man in like a fun like stripy costume and then Edna would jump on the wiener cart and he would like push her around and always like push her in a way that I'm like they're about to fall on the pit they're about to fall on all of us and it's just like very fond memories um the third question is what type of teen is this movie for I was struggling with this answer because like obviously theater teens but I think like vintage teens too Mm. I think because there's so much good clothing and the design is so fun that that's also a little niche that would love this film. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe young young teens as well. Like it's a good like family movie because like older people can be like, ha ha ha, Christopher Walken. And like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, he's great in it. And Allison Janney, we didn't even talk about. Oh my like, God, she's so It's funny. so wild. I watched this movie in, two, in 07 and I didn't know who she was. Like, I was just like, yeah. ah, her strange mom. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what about you, Jane? Yeah, I don't like have a great answer. I mean, I, I was, I'm like, is this a teen movie? Not really. It's just a musical. Um. <laughs> Teens and their families, just like Isa. I'm Watch it with the you. family. Watch it with the fam. Yeah, I mean, my dad and my mom love Timeless to Me. They love it. My dad was like, oh, Meg, like, I'll sing it to you. I'm doxing my parents. And I was like, oh, I'll sing it to you. And my mom was like, no, I don't want to be called like a stinky cheese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but parents, parents love that song. It's like very exciting for them to get like... I don't know, old people representation in musicals. I will learn to love that song with time. I know. Maybe we just have to become like a stinky cheese. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Julie, what are you watching these days? That's not this. Always Survivor. Yes. My one and only. But um, my boyfriend and I did like heavily binge Our Flag Means Death last weekend oh what is that i've been hearing um people saying it is a new hbo show about pirates and taika watiti's in it and he's great and it's very silly but pretty fun yeah is it it's comedy comedy pirates Mm -hmm. (laughs) jane what about you i have been catching up on superstore and i'm Mm -hmm. i'm watching the the season that they they go hard on covid like they just do a season where covid is happening and I, maybe because enough time has passed, but like, I feel like they did a good job. I don't know. Hmm. This is a show where I'm like, do people think you're basic for liking it? I would love to hear, <laughs> but but regardless, I don't care because I like it and it makes me laugh and I think it's fun. I've never watched any of it. It's with America Ferreira, right? Yeah, but I'm actually, oh. she's gone in this season. Oh, I didn't know she wasn't still in it. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry. Sorry. Spoiler. Sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, I mean, does she die? No. Okay. <laughs> um, this week, I'm still watching Pachinko. I did watch Spider-Man No Way Home, and I didn't like it as much as Jane did. Although I did like, I think I really like, um, for the Tom Holland Spider-Mans, I really like when they're like teens and they're like doing shenanigans around the high school. And so because of that, 
the one before this where like it takes place on a on school trip like that was like the best for me um this one I like the start a little more because they're like being teens but then it's like now they're not now they're going now they're trying to go to college and then it's like I don't know and I also don't like Doctor Strange I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch should ever be speaking in an American accent like it just really ruins my mood um so yes but I I do um I love spoilers I love Tobey Maguire and so it was nice to see him I also like that he sort of played up that he's like older and kind of like gentle. <laughs> like it's very strange. Um, he was just like a very different type of Spider-Man. And then there's a cute little cameo where um, uh, I've called <laughs> I've called um, Tom Holland's best friend in it um, a swagless Filipino teen before. Um, but he he has a cute little moment with his grandma where she yells in Tagalog at um, Andrew Garfield. But Jane, you liked it way more than I did, right? I had more fun. I mean, I, I feel like you have to admit that it's very self-aware and like sometimes yeah. too self-aware. And it's like, look what we're doing. This is crazy. But if you can kind of just like get, let yourself yeah. go, then it's, Jacob, it's fun. Jacob Batalon. Sorry, I couldn't remember his name. I want to give credit. You're my favorite swagless teen. Okay, um, <laughs> Julie. Thank you so much for watching this with us. Thank um, you for having me. I couldn't wait to get our friend of the pod back on. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug at this time? You know, just my little candle shop. Um, I sell them on Instagram and on my website. And I do have a little TikTok if you're on TikTok. But um, yeah. yeah, just a fun little hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Jane is holding up. A big oh. duck candle that I made. Yes, we have Julie Julie uh, merch all around our apartment. I was just using one to like throw a bunch of hair clips in that I didn't have any suitable place. Um, I also like did something that made Julie laugh, which was that I tried to use one of Julie's candles to light oh a joint God. and then I rested the joint on the candle and then it fell into the melted wax and like ruined the entire joint no. because it was wet. And Julie, like, could not stop. Anyway, I, I think you should go to Solly Sundries. <laughs> Buy yourself something nice. Jane, would you like to mention the upcoming movie? <laughs> sure. It is, again, Sydney it's White. It's Sydney White. Okay, it's finally. We promise. I also and think, the end yeah. of Amanda Bynes, April. Hashtag also, get it trending. We also have had a, a couple movies now that we love. And so, like... It'll be exciting to go back to garbage. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That's that's what we do. That's what we do best, especially in the solo episodes. <laughs> and it will be Jane's third time watching it. Maybe fourth. I mean, wow. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so upsetting. Oh well. <laughs> okay, that was under the bleachers. Our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review. And please share us with an Amanda Bynes loving friend. And with an Amanda Bynes loving teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at Bleacher Teens. Also, subscribe to our Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you want to tell us if there was really a Corny Collins show at patreon.com slash underthebleacherspod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under the bleachers.